This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Alspa. It's like, hey, let's figure out our break even. You know, in other words, I'm going to collect this many checks now at this dollar amount versus if I took the higher dollar amount, but less checks, right? And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Alspa. I think you're right. I think it's just that people don't want to talk about this stuff. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Good morning, Southeast Missouri. This is the Retirement Playbook brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We're here with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KZIM KSIM. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. So hopefully. What is happening? Oh, gosh. You know, just waiting around for spring. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of rain. I know. I know. Stop it already. I know. Stop the rain. Hopefully it's about to clear up. Hopefully. So. Oh, my gosh. It's so terrible. It's I know. Just, I know. We're all over it. So. I'm over it. What do they call what's the what's the thing that people get during the winter and like um when you're stuck inside like the winter blues? No, it's not cabin fever either. It's called a uh, uh sad seasonal affective disorder. Have you heard that? Uh no. Where it like affects people truly when you're like stuck indoors. I've heard that. You I don't get sunshine. I've never heard of that. Everybody likes to have sunshine. There it is. Sunshine. <laughs> no, no. Oh, Cloudy yeah. day. I don't. Nobody wants to hear you sing it. All right, listen. On Saturday, <laughs> we're here with you to talk to you about retirement. Yes, and that's what we do here at Innovative mm-hmm. Financial Solutions. We talk to people every day about their own specific situation. This show gives you a lot of education, mm-hmm. and you can listen to our show and be more educated about you know retirement planning and maybe even some investing and those kinds of things. Lots of topics, but to really get the benefit out of all this is to get a customized retirement playbook for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you can do that by calling us at 332-7855-573-332-7855. Leave a message. We will call you, okay? Or you can shoot us an email at Mm -hmm. theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. And by the way, that's just not the request to speak with us. It's a request for anything that you would like us to discuss on this show. So shoot us an email. It's theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. Or get on our website. It's the innovativeteam.com. And on there, you can check out a bunch of information. I know. I feel like when you go through everything, it's like you, 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 there's no excuse not to find us. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, when you go through everything. By the way, this show is podcasted. It is. So you We're can podcasting. get on Spotify, Apple iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Play, we're everywhere, folks. <laughs> and you listen to them from our website, too. And our website, um, all of our past shows. Yeah. No excuse to not be educated about retirement. That's true. That's true. And while you're on a website, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit, too. So that is there. And it has good information on Social Security planning, uh, tax planning, which we're going to kind of dive into a little bit more today. Lots of good stuff out there. So download that retirement income toolkit. You can also check out some other things on our website that are good to do, like our collar of money, risk analysis. So lots of good stuff on our website. So. And lastly, yes, you need to go buy our book. Yeah, that's right. Okay. We've got to keep it's talking about the, the book. It's called The Last Paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. If you haven't heard of Amazon, you're living under a rock. Yeah. Okay. Then you probably don't have radio. And you probably don't have radio. <laughs> you probably don't have running water either. <laughs> not listening to us. Amazon.com. <laughs> yeah. Search The Last Paycheck. It's yeah. the first thing that pops up. Proud to say that. And it's only $13. Yep. It'll take you about an hour and a half to read it. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's a very easy read, but it's going to help you mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you will get a better idea of what you need to be thinking about. And really it's not for somebody that's 20 or 30 years old either. This is for people that are getting closer to retirement. It's all about their distribution phase of life and what you need to be doing from a planning perspective. Yep. It's a great book. We've heard lots of great feedback. Um, you don't even know this yet, but um, we got a card in the mail that you haven't read that was sent to us about your book, just how much they appreciate it and really enjoyed it. So, well, awesome. yeah, good, good, yeah. Good, so we're getting good. great, good feedback, good feedback. Yes. So people are learning, learning things, which is well, good. you said I would be excited about that, but I'm really excited about our show today because we're going to discuss retirement tax planning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know April 15th has already passed. 
I know that taxes are something you probably don't want to listen to about <laughs> right now, given the fact that you just wrote a big check to the IRS. Right, right. And hopefully you got some money back maybe because of the tax cuts that were put into place for 2018. Um, but it is important to think about taxes mm-hmm. all year long. It is. Okay. It is. You don't want to have so, any surprises. So yeah. this is good stuff. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to discussing, you know, retirement tax planning, because I think, it, like I said, it is a, a topic that you have to talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. So what is one of the most frequent questions, you know, our clients and prospects ask you when you discuss taxes? OK, so first of all, we, you know, people know this. We are not tax professionals. Mm-hmm. However, I do receive questions from my clients and, you know, prospects mm-hmm. such as how can I save on my taxes? Hopefully everybody's asking you that question, right? <laughs> well, and I, and I think they pose the question in the sense of, or with the perspective of investing. Mm-hmm. Like, how can mm-hmm. I save money on taxes when it comes to investing? Right, right. And when it comes to saving on your taxes, most Americans do have options, okay? Excuse me. And I feel that as a financial retirement planner, I need, it's my job to tell you what those options are, Mm -hmm. okay? And it's also my job to work with my clients and yours, tax professionals, or have them work with one of my professional Mm -hmm. associates. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not discussing their particular situation with their other professionals, we're not serving them justice. I agree. Well, you know, you talk a lot about the team approach and that everybody should have a team working for them. Um, and this is kind of what you're you're referencing, right? Your team needs to be your financial advisor, your CPA, your accountants, you know, your attorney, you know, for the estate planning. So, you know, those are kind of the big three. Wouldn't you say that you kind of talk about you need to have in your, yeah, on, you they, know, a part of your team? Yes, they are. Yeah. And um, when it comes to filing your taxes, mm-hmm, though, mm-hmm. there's basically two options. OK, and I think most people pick option one, which is. <laughs> You can wait until April to file your taxes, at which time you might pay someone to, you know, report or pay the government a larger portion of your income. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. On the other hand, you can do some planning, Mm -hmm. okay, and especially have done some planning this past year because of the new new tax law. Now, that's already put in full effect, um, and so there's nothing really new in in 19 over 18. And uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, a little interruption. Now that's when um, you know it's real. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Um, and and so, the, but but you can do some planning and you can prepare your taxes sooner mm-hmm. by working with both your accountant and your financial professional. Mm-hmm. And incorporate a tax plan mm-hmm. as your overall financial strategy. Well, and you know, hopefully some of our listeners came to some of our workshops. You know, that's why, gosh, we did so many workshops on the new tax, you know, the, the new tax plan that was out there. So we hopefully did. some people listening attended those and that found that stuff useful because, you know, we had um, CPAs come to that with us, which was really helpful. That was nice. So you kind of got to see the joint approach that you take when you have your financial advisor and your CPA work together. So. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, there was <clears throat> there was a couple purposes. You know, let's face it. You know, there's always a political agenda behind anything that's big like that. You know, with the, the tax. Oh, with the new. Yeah. The new tax. Yeah. 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 And and, you know, heck, we benefited, you know, with a qualified business deduction. Um, uh, well, excuse me, qualified in business income deduction. And but other people did, too, with, you know, hey, lower tax brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the end result was this, is that we are now and have now been in the last year. It's the some of the lowest tax rates mm-hmm. we've ever experienced in this country. OK, which then says what? Let's take an overall bigger perspective of this entire subject. If we're in one of the lowest tax brackets, tax brackets we've ever been in, wouldn't it? So essentially, taxes are on sale mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. correct? So wouldn't that make a bigger case to say if you have a option inside of a four hundred one k to contribute to a Roth, or if you are under the limitations, income limitations, to be able to do a Roth IRA? Wouldn't it make more sense to do that versus getting a tax deduction now and mm-hmm. paying taxes later? Right, right. And the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah, look out for your future. Yeah. 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 So option two, you know, people want to save money on their taxes, okay? Um, 
And, and what makes this situation sometimes difficult is that tax laws aren't always clear on mm. how you can save money and pay less in taxes. Yeah, yeah. Okay? In other words, there's some things you, you just can't avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to pay taxes. To normal Americans and to plenty of people who have studied it, the U.S. tax code <laughs> is easy to get lost in. And <laughs> what? That, and, and, and that was the second purpose. So we know that the first purpose was is that, hey, we need to try to get some of the money that's been overseas back mm-hmm. to the United States, especially from a corporation level. And we saw that. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And the end result is that you're right. We mm-hmm. A lot of that money did come over. Repatriate. Uh, repatriate. <laughs> repatriate those dollars yes. and bring them back to the United States. And the corporate rate went from 35% down to 21. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was a good a good thing. And well, I think it was a good thing. Long term is definitely a good thing. Get that money over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got bonuses right off the bat yeah. Um, yeah. because they were saving so much money on from the corporate level. But the second op- the second reason I think that it was done is to simplify things, mm-hmm. you know, by going from $12,000 standard deduction up to a $24,000 standard deduction for a married couple mean, meant that a lot more people then, 90, I think it was 90%. Yeah, well, it was close to 90, yeah. Are if now uh, taking the standard deduction, mm-hmm. and you don't have to keep track of all those itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. It makes it much Easier. We need easier when it comes to tax law in this country. Okay? Yeah. Um, but there are all kinds of rules and exceptions to rules and caveats and conditions that are difficult to understand and to even know about. Um, and so what you really need to know is what options you have and how the bottom line impacts those options. Mm-hmm. And I would say if, yeah, you're looking at, specifically, we're talking about retirement, right? So, um, so what specific options, opportunities for someone who's retiring or retired can consider that is, you know, out there to help them save on taxes? Well, again, I think specifically this show, what what, what we're going to get into here uh, in the next, you know, segment or so, and in the rest of the show is the Roth IRA, okay? And, and the Roth 401k. But what I would say to someone uh, who is retiring or retired that should consider that is out there to help save them on taxes is this, okay? You can explore the attractive qualities of Roth IRAs Mm -hmm. and possibly move some of the assets into a Roth account, which means what? Converting money. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when people are getting ready to retire, probably one of the last things on their mind is doing a Roth because you're already getting to the, the end of your working career. Probably your highest income years. Your, your yeah. highest income years. Mm-hmm. So why in the heck would I even start to consider a Roth IRA? Well, there's a lot more behind the scenes here, guys, and we're going to get into that here in the next segment. So, But it is important that you consult with a financial professional. And what I we keep saying that on this show. <laughs> Financial professional. We're not talking about just an investment manager. Investment managers have a place in our world, but it's only one little aspect, okay, of your overall financial life. Mm-hmm. You need a planner, someone that's going to be by your side for now and the rest of your you know, working career and through retirement, okay? And so you need a financial professional in order to determine if this is the right choice for you when it's talking about the Roth here, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Because no two individuals' financial needs are the same. We all know that, okay? We say that a lot too. <laughs> so we're going to try to make some sense of this, of why you might consider a Roth IRA even in retirement. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to your retirement, do you have an investment manager or do you have a retirement planner? Most people have an investment manager, which is okay for managing your assets, but you need help planning your retirement. You need a professional on your side that understands how Social Security benefits work, how your expenses, how your income, how they all relate together. Give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. Give us a call at 332-7855 or look us up on the web at theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All righty. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. 
Did you forget it? No. <laughs> just wanted to hear you say just it. Just wanted to hear me say it. Was it kind of fast? We are the I retirement was, people. I know I did. I kind of sped through it. So. so do it slower now. We are the retirement people. No, why are you emphasizing our? Well, I don't know. I like we. it. We. Oh, emphasize we. You want we? Try it. <laughs> Try it. We are the retirement people. Wow. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> Saturday morning, 715, I know. Everybody's folks. like, we those gotta, two have had a lot of coffee. Yeah, so Let's turn it up a notch. Let's turn here. it up a notch. Well, we're talking about, um, obviously, retirement planning, like we always do, but retirement tax planning, and specifically talking about the Roth IRA. Look, um, taxes are something that I get a lot of questions about, number mm-hmm. one. Number two is a lot of people are lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it and when it comes to saving money on taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I tell people a lot of times is, is you are saving money on taxes. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, is that we're in one of the lowest, some of the lowest tax rates we've ever been in our country. Take advantage of it and do things that will help you not just now, or maybe they don't help you now, and but look at your future, mm-hmm. you know. So we were really talking about the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k. Huge fan, okay? Now, what I would say is, is that, um, you know, when you're getting ready to retire or you're getting close to retiring, people um, kind of discount. They say, ah, I'm too close to retirement to, to even think about doing a Roth IRA. Not so fast, Okay. Generally speaking, I would say that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so they're not far off. It's just they're not that far off. Just a guess depends, right? It like just, we always say, <laughs> exactly depends. depends. Depends on your situation. So some of the advantages that would make you uh, that would make the Roth IRA more attractive to retirees is that Roth IRAs do not have required minimum distributions. Mm-hmm. You know, when you reach seventy and a half. Um, and you have IRAs or 401ks, you have to start taking money out of those accounts. The government has basically said, look, you've deferred this money long enough. No one, neither you or nor your employers, ever paid taxes on this uh, money. And so now it's time to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. They don't let so you, at yeah. 70 and a half, you have a thing called a required minimum distribution or what we typically call an RMD. And so with a Roth IRA, there is no mm-hmm. mandatory distribution. And their distributions are not taxable, right? So that's another big one. Where are tax rates going? Right. Where are some of the lowest tax rates we've ever been? Those two things equal, why wouldn't you do a Roth? Yeah, yeah. Right? So there are lots of benefits, even for retirees, mm-hmm. when it comes to Roth IRAs, and even more beyond what we just discussed here. So uh, let's talk about I mean, maybe we'll get into this later. So. Yeah, yeah. So let's, because my next question is probably going to tee you up for that, right? So uh, maybe we'll see. So let's, let's talk about if someone has a traditional IRA and wants to convert it to a Roth IRA in order to, you know, glean some of these IRA benefits you just talked about. Talk to us about how that works if they want to do that. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people that think you still can't do that. Mm. Because of the change, because of the recharacterization thing? No. Change? No? Okay. No. People just don't think you can do it, period. People don't think they can do it because if you made over $100,000 before mm. 2010, you could not do that. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and so that has been removed for nine years. Well, you know, old habits die hard. And there's accountants that even <laughs> don't even know that. I've well, had questions you know, from accountants before. On yeah, this. there's probably a lot of people who don't know. So Sounds so, like it anyway. Yes. So it can be a very powerful tool. So here's the deal. Um, having a Roth IRA as part of your portfolio is definitely, in my opinion, mm-hmm. a great idea. I'm a huge fan, a huge proponent of the Roth IRA. I think it's just one of the greatest gifts that Congress has ever given us. Thank mm-hmm. you, Senator Roth. Okay. And converting assets to a Roth IRA can pose some challenges. And it really kind of depends on what kind of assets you want to transfer. Okay. 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 And as you just pointed out, one common option is, is the conversion of traditional assets to a Roth IRA. Um. And, and if you do this from converting your IRA to a Roth IRA, uh, but you need um, to know what the net result is going to be mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it will do to your income and the taxes on that income. Yep, yep. Because as you know, if you do a conversion of traditional assets 
you have to pay taxes on that. Mm-hmm. Whatever mm-hmm. dollar amount you do, because it's fully taxable at ordinary income rates. There's no capital gain rates when you're talking about converting assets to a Roth IRA. But the main difference between the two accounts is that, you know, the, the growth on the investments within a traditional IRA is not taxed. Okay. So it's tax deferred. Okay. Um, until it comes out of the account. And then once it comes out of the account, your contribution, <coughs> excuse me, that you put in, plus then all of the growth that you've had on it, hopefully there's a lot more growth than, than there was contribution mm-hmm. as far as the ratio of dollars in the account, um, is all taxable to you at ordinary income rates. And people say, well, what rate is that? And I say, Guess what? It depends on whatever tax rate. <laughs> whatever you're tax in. rate you're in, yeah. You know? It doesn't have its own special one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so you know, there's some planning to be done mm-hmm. there because if you're in the twelve percent tax bracket or twenty percent tax bracket and you don't want to go to the next tax bracket, okay, maybe a conversion is not a good idea. Right. So there are big differences sometimes between what you would want to do and not want to do when it comes to the conversions and why mm-hmm. you would do that. Okay. Well, and, and, you know, I think, you know, this is important to talk about here where you have a report, a Roth conversion report that shows whether this can be a good idea. So that's what's, that's, what's nice about some of the tools that we offer our clients is that we have tons of reports, lots of them, uh, social security maximization, you know, legacy planning, you know, income planning, all those. But one of the big ones obviously is this Roth conversion and it really helps you let you know if it's, it's a good option for you. So a lot of people ask me this, is this a good idea? What Mm -hmm. should I think? What should I do? And, you know, if you're, for example, if you're in a 24% tax bracket, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by tax bracket, I mean marginal tax rate, right? There's a big difference between marginal tax rate and your effective tax rate. You understand this. The marginal rate is the rate that your last dollar is taxed. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you make $180,000, okay, the the from 168 to 180, so that twelve thousand dollars is going to be taxed at 24 percent, okay. But all the other previous dollars from 78 thousand to 168 thousand are going to be 22, 19 to 80 or 78 is 12. So so it's so all broken up. It's all broken mm-hmm. up. It's progressive. So what that means is is that you need to know what your effective tax rate is. Got it. Most people, when I ask them what tax rate they're in, are referring to the marginal rate, mm-hmm. the highest one. It's the highest one. Right. It's the dollars that are taxed at the highest rate. And you may only have 10000 of your 180000 or in this particular example, $12,000 is taxed at 24%. And the other 168 is taxed at different rates that are much lower. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your effective tax rate combines all of that and just says, basically, here's how you figure it out. What's your total tax? And divide that by your total income mm-hmm. or your taxable income. There you go. There's your effective tax rate. Got it. Which is much lower than what people usually think it right. is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, and obviously most people are, at least I was taught that way, always take out more. It's better to, you know, so I'm sure people think higher anyway. That's kind of. They do. It's a safety thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we were all trained that way. So. But, but, but here's the point I was going to make. Okay. Is that there's a big difference between 24% marginal rate and the next one, which is 32. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the biggest jump. Yep. Well, actually, no, it's not because the dump jump from 12 to 22 is the biggest jump. So let's just say that your income was, you know, $100,000 okay. just for easy sake. Okay. Before you went up to the next tax bracket, which would be then the 24% tax bracket, you'd have a, about $70,000 to be technical at 68400 Okay. That you would be able to do before jumping up to the next tax rate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you understand what I'm saying? If you're going to consider converting, just make sure that you don't have a big chunk of money that you're going to convert that's going to jump up to the next tax bracket. Got it. Yeah. And that Roth conversion report that you just spoke mm-hmm. of actually mm-hmm. will do that for you. And show you what the and what show you exactly implications of it are. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Okay? So maybe we do partial conversions over several years to stay in a lower tax rate. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. Makes lots of sense. Okay. Right. Now, yeah. I'm sorry. I no, just, no, no. You're fine. I, I like your soapboxes when you go off on. <laughs> so do we have time for one more question or kind there of? There'll be a quick one. Oh, I got a quick one. All right. So well, let's talk about some other benefits of a Roth IRA. So just, you know, kind of overall, what are some of those benefits? Well, the benefits of having a Roth IRA are huge. Um, I've already spoke of a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Number one is you don't have required minimum distributions, 
That's huge. Right. Okay. Right. Because some people, you know, and I sound, it really kind of sounds like a first world problem, right? The fact that you don't have to take money right. out. <laughs> but I think that's what people hope for, right? You want to be able to have enough. But it is because what yeah. happens sometimes is, is that people think, oh, well, I'll just need all this kind of money in the retirement to maintain my lifestyle. And then they get on Social Security and they're paying a lot less in taxes mm-hmm. and maybe only you know, half of their social security benefit is actually taxable. So that's more net income to them. And maybe they're only taking a few distributions from their accounts. And so it's really, that's what's maintaining their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when they become 70 and a half, they have to take out more money than what they really need. Number one. And number two is, is now that distribution is causing more of your social security to be taxable. Mm -hmm. It's moving everything up. It's moving everything up. So the, 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 the ability to then not have to worry about that and right. not be subject to having to take money out, you know, the the required minimum distribution, is is can be very beneficial in some cases. Right. Well, and it's kind of like you said, why wouldn't you have yourself set up that way so that you have the option, right? You can always take it out if you need it, but you're not required exactly. to. You're not being yeah. forced to. Yep. So you asked me to talk about more of the benefits. That one kind of just expanded on the one before, but I promise you, in the next segment, which is coming up next, we will talk more about the benefits of the Roth IRA. It's all next on The Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face, personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573 573- Three three two seven eight five five. And now back to the retirement playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the retirement playbook. Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial <laughs> Solutions. We are the retirement people. I know. I feel like we're going to have to get an intro. I think people are going to start writing in, going, "Hey guys, you just need like a little standard so that we don't have it to be creative." <laughs> and it's us, and it's our stuff. So we're going to stick with it. Okay. Tough. <laughs> That's that's coffee right there for our listening audience. The coffee is kicking in. So, all right. So this show, we have been talking about retirement tax planning and specifically, well, we've Brock's had a couple of soapbox moments, but specifically around the Roth IRA um, and kind of, you know, making sure that you have a team together and looking at a Roth IRA as a possible option for you and that we have a report here that's fantastic called the Roth Conversion Report that you can request. So if you're interested in that, give us a call 573-332-7855. You can look us up on the internet at the innovative team.com. You can email us at the retirement playbook at gmail.com. So we're just everywhere. Let us know if we can help you out. We'd love to see if maybe the Roth IRA is a good thing for you. So let's do a little bit more benefit planning on why people might want to consider a Roth IRA. Yes. Um, so again, kind of set the table. One of mm-hmm. the reasons why you would want to consider a Roth IRA, even when you're retiring is because what? Well, you're going to have, what, 20 to 30 years of retirement. Which is crazy to say that now because we're just living so much longer. So, yeah. And so if that's the case, are we in a lower tax rate now than we will be in the future? Now, here's the thing. You've got to have earned income to offset that contribution. So you can't just go and contribute to a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you can also think about converting. You don't have to have earned income to convert uh, traditional assets to Roth IRA assets. So. Um, what are some of the other benefits uh, to having a Roth IRA? So here's some of the answers, okay? Uh, by paying taxes now instead of later on assets, you could realize tax advantage growth. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. Um, you pay once and you're done paying. In other words, you pay now. And your heirs are done paying too. That's so a that's big a one. big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Um, and so what that means is, is that when you pass this money on to your beneficiaries, they can then take the money out tax-free as well, or they can stretch it over their lifetime, just like a traditional IRA, and all of that income is tax-free. I know. I think that's awesome. So even if, awesome. even if you're even if you kind of like, I don't know, I mean, think of who you might be passing that on to. That's too. what we're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, we say, mm-hmm. we're setting ourselves up for tax-free income. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're maxing out, we're doing all the, the, the contributions for a Roth 401k. Mm-hmm. And then also, in addition, on top of that, there's some other ways you can create tax-free income through using cash value life insurance, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. if it's structured correctly. Right, and it makes okay. sense for you. And it, true, and it makes sense for you. You, you know, gotta have a need for the death benefit. Correct. Number one. 
But and so that's uh, for a different show. <laughs> we have done, had done some shows on that, though, if you're interested in looking back on legacy planning. We've done a lot of legacy planning shows. So check those out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, you know, you asked me for some of the benefits. You've mm-hmm. got to also understand, though, that not everyone can contribute to a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. OK, because if you make too much money, the government says you can't do that. And I had a discussion with a friend the other day about this. First of all, why would a why would the government limit you on how much you can put in to a Roth IRA? Think about that question. Okay. You know, I can understand why they would limit the amount that you can put into a traditional IRA mm-hmm. because, you know, they're not getting any money on that because you're not paying any taxes right. right now. Right. So on a Roth IRA, you're paying the taxes now. Why wouldn't they want it now? Don't you think that the amount of debt that we have, <laughs> that they need the money now versus later versus later. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it, I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. You, you just kind of the logic in behind our it. world. You just yeah. kind of, you know, you go with the flow, you go with mm-hmm. the rules and accept them the way they are. But if you sit back and question that, like mm-hmm. why do they limit $7,000, 6,000 if you're under 50 on how much you can put in a rock? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But there's also a limit on the income as well. And so, like I said, there's a limit on the contribution amount, and that's $6,000 um, that you can put in. you got to have earned income to offset that, and then $1,000 additional if you're over 50 as a catch-up contribution. However, if you make over $203,000 joint adjusted gross income, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're out. You can't even do it. Can't even contribute. Yeah, which is another thing that doesn't make sense. Well, but unless you have this option in your employer plan, correct? Okay. Oh, were you getting totally there? Different. Was I getting ahead of you? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll do another question here in a minute. So, the, so, so, yeah. So that's the point is, mm-hmm. is I want people to understand that yes, this is a great option, but you may not be eligible if you make yeah. too much money, and there's an there's a limit on how much you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, it does not make sense to me. Okay. Now, those income limitations that two hundred and three thousand dollars that totally gets you out. You're starting to be phased out. And by the way, that's married filing jointly at 193000 And then it's you're completely gone. You can't do it over 203000 Okay. Now, that income limitation does not apply to a Roth 401k, mm-hmm. as you just mentioned. Yes. So you can make $600,000 a year and still contribute to the Roth 401k, mm-hmm. which a lot of companies are adopting. You know, every day there are more and more. And I will tell you, in this local community, a lot of the larger employers, if you work for them, offer that. So check into it for sure. Right. So, yeah. You need yeah. to know if your employer offers this mm-hmm. type of plan for sure. Um, but but uh, so not only is there not an income limitation, but there is n- there's a much higher amount that you can put in as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's 19000 So think about that. If your employer offers the Roth, you can put in $19,000, no matter how much money you yep, make. Yeah, regardless of your income. Regardless of mm-hmm. your income, into a Roth. And all that money grows tax-free. Not only for you and your spouse, but for your beneficiaries. Tax-free. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And more people need to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you're over 50 and you want to do this, and again, no income limitation, you can do $25,000 a year because you can do an extra 6000 as a catch-up contribution. Yep, within your employer plan. In the employer plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So 25000 bucks that's a pretty good amount of money to put it away is. that you can access tax-free then in retirement. Mm-hmm. So Make sure you go check to your person, whoever handles your retirement plan, whether that's an HR person or a benefits person, you know, um, check it out because that's right. pretty awesome. Yes. So let's go back to the conversion and the okay. and, and how powerful a conversion can be. Okay. Okay. And and actually, I'm going to give you a simple example to show you how powerful this really can be. Okay. Okay. Imagine that you pay to convert a traditional IRA to a Roth. Okay. And that um, the, you put this money in and uh, you've decided that you want to put the money in a vehicle uh, like the Roth that gives you a tax-advantaged income option down the road. Okay. Okay. And you pay 25% tax on that conversion because you okay. got to pay taxes on whatever mm-hmm. dollar amount you, you earn or you take out and convert. Okay. And the Roth IRA then doubles in value. Okay. So let's say that, that you convert 100000 and now it's worth $200,000. Okay. 
okay, over the next 10 years, okay? So basically, if you follow the rule of 72, you were averaged 7.2% per year over a 10-year period, and your money doubled. You could look at your situation, and this is one way to look at it. You mm-hmm. could look at your situation as only having paid 12.5% tax on that because you're paying zero at the end when it's worth 200000 but you paid 25% up front when it was 100000 mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. It may not be the most accurate way to look at it, but it is just something simple mm-hmm. to give you the illustration. And then the longer you go on and the more it doubles, you know, then the, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if that doubles again, then it's 6.25. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just kind of give you a... Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. So that's probably why the government doesn't... Because they don't get fully taxes on all that money then, right? So that may be the reason. <laughs> Here's what you've done. Yeah? The prospect of tax free income mm-hmm. in retirement is very, very attractive to a lot oh, of people. Oh, yeah. Well, it's one less stress. It's like anything in life. Mm-hmm. You, when you're making the decision to do something, cost versus benefit. Yeah. It's going to cost me this, but the benefit is this. Mm-hmm. And if the benefits outweigh the cost in your judgment, then you should do it. Yep. And if it doesn't, then don't do it. Yeah. And that's any decision mm-hmm. that you would make in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so while you do have to pay tax on the conversion, which is i.e. the cost in this example. Right. Right. To transfer the assets, you've also turned the tax table or excuse me, the taxable income and tax free income mm-hmm. that you can let grow as long as you want. And you're not able or you're not required to withdraw it. Yeah, because you don't have the RMDs. Right. Yeah. So you're financial professional and you all have one, correct? I do. Yes, I'm married to mine. Exactly. <laughs> but if you don't, you need to be with a financial professional yes. that will likely tell you that it is not a matter of whether or not you should perform a Roth IRA conversion. It's a matter of how much you should convert mm-hmm. and when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important that you first, though, speak to your tax professional. And, and I think that the more important point here is that when you speak to your tax professional, you've already had a conversation with your financial professional. Mm-hmm. And it's important to say, Mr. Tax Professional, my pro- financial professional thinks this is a good idea. And I think it'd be a good idea for you two to talk about it. Right, right. Put you two on the phone. I know. I think that's so important. Like when I hear you talking, because um, you guys can have those conversations, you know, in ins and outs and, and do all the, you know, ABCs of it and 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 really help that person. Because, I mean, gosh, when you have to be in the middle and try to go between, that's that's a lot. It is. And it can <laughs> so be confusing. Saying, it can be confusing and, I've been doing and this stressful. For, you know, yeah. 17, 18 years now. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty versed in all this kind of stuff. And I know what I'm doing. And, I, you know, sometimes I... I try to feel like that I talk to people in a way that they can understand mm-hmm. things. I think you're great at that, actually. You're a great educator. And that's one of the things I pride myself on. However, you know, sometimes... No it, gets matter, technical. Yeah. it gets technical. It gets technical. You just can't do anything about it. Right. But um, I would definitely say that those two people should talk to you about your specific situation. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Specific. Specific yeah, situation yeah. and make sure that this is right for you. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. All right, that's all the time we have for this segment. We're going to wrap up the show next segment and just finalize this discussion and some of the other benefits and drawbacks to the Roth IRA. It's all next on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, We feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, Download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. 
And we're here discussing retirement planning with you every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We sure are. So we're wrapping up our last segment here and we're talking about retirement tax planning, specifically with the Roth IRA. So we've got lots of good stuff. Um, If you're just tuning in, go back and listen to our previous shows on our website at theinnovativeteam.com or you can podcast us on uh, Spotify, Apple and Google. So just download those those um, previous shows and we got lots of other good um, shows out there too. good topics. So um, let's talk a little bit about examples of how someone can avoid Roth IRA conversion taxes. Well, listen, you're never going to avoid. You can reduce and or help eliminate. Okay. Can't say that word avoid. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> say whatever you want. It's your show. Well, I'm just saying. I'm thinking people. It's your world. We're just living in it. That's right. Show. That's right. I'm thinking what people might want to know. So, okay. So some of the things you can do. So let's say that um, it's it's a lot tougher to do nowadays. And why is that? Because the new tax law got passed, and 90% of the people are not itemizing deductions mm-hmm. because you have a standard deduction that is $24,000 for a married couple. So how do we then say, well, we pay taxes on converting assets from traditional IRA mm-hmm. to a Roth IRA, but we can used to offset that very easily by doing some charitable contributions mm-hmm. by that you would normally do anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just bunch them together and do it all in one year and you can still bunch contributions. Oh, okay. You can still donate. To a donor-advised fund. Mm-hmm. A donor-advised fund is you put cash that it would be non-qualified into a donor-advised fund. You get a deduction for the income. It's limited based on your income, and I believe it's 50% of your AGI. Mm-hmm. You use that deduction to offset the taxes that you would have to pay by doing this conversion. And you're saying, well, Brock, that's great, but I don't have that kind of money to donate to a charity or I don't want to use my non-taxable money, my my non-qualified money to to do that. And and okay, that's great. Then that option is not for you. But if you do have some non-qualified money that you have set aside, think of it this way. Most people think, okay, well, I give five to six or maybe $10,000 a year to charities. Okay. Then what you would do is stop paying for that out of cash flow because that's after-tax money anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so if you donate to a donor-advised fund, now basically you're saying, okay, I do $10,000 a year. I'm going to say I've got $50,000 over here in a non-qualified account. Put it into the donor-advised fund. You get that deduction as long as you're, you're within the limitations there for income. And now you can convert $50,000 of your traditional over to a Roth IRA. Then you use that donor-advised fund to then send contributions to those charities. Now, you don't get any deduction for that because you got it all in here. Mm-hmm. And you can control that. That's what's great about the donor-advised fund. Lots of flexibility. And you can say who gets who gets what and yeah. how much. You have a lot of people who love that. You don't that. have any restrictions yeah. on 8 years, 10 years, 15 years on payouts. You don't have any of the restrictions that you might have through some of the charitable remainder trust. I love the donor-advised fund option. Mm-hmm. I can tell. <laughs> okay. Passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've you seen it work too. You have, you know, lots I've of clients that it, it yeah, you've seen it work and it's been great for them, you know? Yes. And so, yeah. So that you get excited when you know it works and so it works charitable well. giving is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Any other examples? Well, there are some investments that you might invest in might be subject to depletion. Mm. Okay. Like okay. a real estate investment trust, for example, certain investments can kick off depletion expenses. If you make an investment or subject to depletion expenses, they can be deducted to offset this Roth IRA conversion tax. Mm. But again, you have to have itemized right. deductions. So this is kind of looking at your total picture just to kind of balance it yeah, out. Yeah, these are yeah. just some little yeah. you know, nuggets here, if Right, you will. right. Things to yeah. think about. Yeah. Um, individuals, usually small business owners who are dealing with a net operating loss, okay, NOL, but aren't able to utilize all of them on your tax return limited to Mm $3,000, you can carry forward to offset the taxable income from the taxes on the income you can convert to the Roth IRA. Okay. Another little nugget there. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. Uh, Medical expenses subject to the, um, uh, how much you can um, 
percentage of your adjusted gross income mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. They can be used to offset this. So there are some ways to offset that. I would say probably the most common one is the charitable giving is that, um, you know, if you have, uh, if you're charitable um, inclined, charitable giving inclined, mm-hmm. you would use um, this. And by the way, if you're just going to go to one charity that you donate significant amount to every year, then you can just bunch your contributions, give them $50,000 instead of doing the donor advised fund and say, here you go. Here's $50,000. I'll see you in five years. Mm-hmm. And let them, let them handle distributing let them handle it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, but if you do it to multiple that, you know, charities, so let's say you do, uh, you know, five different or 10 different charities and everybody gets a thousand bucks. Well, you, you, you know, that's a little bit harder to manage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, so yeah. a donor advice fund might be the way to go there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, great. Cause we want people to keep giving. Right. But if you can make it easier, why would well, you? And that's what a lot, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. A lot of nonprofits were really worried about the new tax law mm. and, and, and the, and the fact that the people might not give as much. Yeah. That they may not give as much because there's literally no tax benefit to doing that. If you're taking a standard deduction. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where why are you doing what you're doing? Right, right. Look for different, see if there's different options out there. If you're doing it all for the tax benefit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, I would I say that's probably not the case for most people. You give because you want to give. And usually if it's a charity that you feel passionate about. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, sounds good. So I know, we're, I know we don't have a ton of time left. So I want to, you know, make sure we're getting to all of the points. Um, you know, you've kind of mentioned being able to convert from a traditional to a Roth IRA. But, you know, I think let's talk about kind of the pros and cons of both of those. You know, is it better to have a Roth IRA or is it better to have, you know, a traditional IRA? Well, it depends on your, I know, <laughs> You're gonna this say is that. My, it's always my answer. It's always, it depends. It depends yeah, on depends. your individual circumstance. Right, right. Some people don't mind having taxable income from an IRA. Mm-hmm. That's know, true. Because That's it's true. low enough that they don't have to worry about it. They're in a 12% tax bracket, Yeah, you know? yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, their income might not be very high and the required minimum distribution may not bump them in another tax bracket and it may not cause their social security to be taxed at a higher rate. So it's like no big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A similar situation, um, like social security benefits are taxed based on other income that you're drawing. If you're right. in a position where none or very little of your social security benefit is subject to taxes, paying income tax on your required minimum distribution might not bother you too much. Right. Right. Okay. So there you go. And I think, you know, what one of the things I'd like to talk about is some of the additional tax benefits that the Roths offer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So not only do Roth IRAs provide you with tax free income in retirement, they also give you a tax diversified landscape. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because you can do the Roth IRA, or let's say you work for a company and you do 401k. And you make your deferrals in the Roth, okay? And let's say you're maxing out at the $19,000 or maybe you're over 50 and you're doing $25,000, okay? Regardless, okay, your employer match or their non-elective you know, elective giving to you. Discretionary. Uh, discretionary, um, 2% or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever the, con- my point is, whatever your employer contributes is going to be taxable to you. Right. That can't be in a Roth. Mm-hmm. They're giving that money to you. They're deducting it from their income. Somebody's got to pay taxes Somebody's going to have to pay taxes on this. <laughs> yep, yep. And I see what you, you're saying. Yep. Because it's your money now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge, huge benefit. So we're not going to complain about paying no. tax on free money. Correct. Do it. But my point is, is that it offers another way for you to diversify because there are some sources of your retirement income that you have to pay taxes on no matter what. Right. Okay, um, and chances are that no matter the circumstance, you will have taxable income on other assets that you have. Okay, but if you have a Roth IRA and you have the unique unique ability to manage your adjusted gross income, why is that? Because you have tax free income options. Mm-hmm. Converting to a Roth IRA can also help you preserve, build your legacy. Why? That money then goes to your beneficiaries tax free. I just think that's awesome. That's a big one, especially because, you know, um, oh gosh, you know, I know we don't, we're running out of time, but you know, remember what we heard on the news talking about how so many people right now who are in retirement or near in retirement are still taking care of their kids. Oh, 
Remember we saw that? And I thought, so, I mean, if you are in that situation and you're worried about your children and you're wanting to make sure you leave them there, you know, don't sacrifice your retirement. I think that's probably the biggest thing we need to say. Don't sacrifice your retirement, but well, I mean, let's face it. There are a lot of people that are more and, 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 you know, God bless them. You know, they love their children and they want to make sure no matter what, that they're okay. But sometimes it's okay to let your kids struggle a little bit. And, and so what I mean by that is, is that don't sacrifice mm-hmm. your future mm-hmm. just to give some luxuries or to give some things they really don't need potentially uh, to your kids because you got to take care of yourself first. It's kind of like being on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Right. Put your own mask on first mm-hmm. before you help your children. Yeah. Well, well and you know, they, you know, was, we heard that one story about the guy who... <clears throat> you know, couldn't retire because he had taken out all that loan debt for his children to go to college and, and, and get married and, and, you know, just the life events and, you know, just, just be cautionary on that stuff. We, we all love our kids and we want them to, to do well, but just watch that stuff. So exactly. Yeah. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I know we're getting close here. No, I just look at the Roth IRA, mm-hmm. talk to your financial professional, talk to your tax advisor and by the way, it's not that you have to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can put, let's say you're going to do the 19000 You can put 10000 in the Roth and 9000 in the traditional. You don't have to go one way or the other. And by the way, this is another thing I tell people. Put that money in the Roth, okay, and then you can change it five, ten years later if rates, tax rates continue to go up, okay, you can go back to the traditional. So you have a lot of flexibility. But I would highly encourage you to at least look at the Roth 401k, the Roth 403b, mm-hmm. the Roth IRA, however you, you get it. It's structured. <laughs> however it's structured, take yeah. a look at it. Yeah. All right, folks, that is it for this week. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from our show this week. And uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Now. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.